The bagpipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound. The Big Rab Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1. G1 Reeds and Chanters were played in 8 out of the 9 winning World Championship performances in 2017, including the newly crowned Grade 1 World Champions in Vararian District, and also for some bands, including the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So many thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there. Welcome along to another Big Rap Show podcast. What about you? Another week has passed and it's time for another hour, two hours or three hours of talking about pipe bands. <laughs> yes, we are the show for the piping folks, so if you haven't listened to us before, welcome. Yes, we cover everything bagpiping related, be it pipe bands, solo piping, Celtic music, folk music, all that sort of stuff. If it's got pipes in it at all, we're all over it. So that's what we're all about, and welcome along. Each and every week we introduce new listeners to the podcast, so... I'm very aware that a lot of people have only just recently joined us, so hello there, welcome along. (laughs) And if you're listening to the podcast for a long time now, in fact it'll be well over a year now we've been on the go in the podcast scene, if you've been with us from day one, you're every bit as welcome. Yeah, you guys, the proper Big Rab Show hardcore audience, you guys are awesome. Right, before we get into things, it's been kind of a kind of a slow week in the piping world to be honest but we still got plenty to talk about uh, and before we get into things normally what we do is give a shout out to our patrons those guys who've clicked that support button on our patreon page really deserve a great great shout out so shout out goes to lonestarpiper.com twistedthistle.com and brandon moreno you guys are awesome Yes, thank you guys for hitting that support button. Every penny that you have uh, yeah, helped us out with really does go towards support what we do. And yeah, thank you so much. And if you do feel so inclined, you'd like to support what we do, you can visit our Patreon page. And there are various little perks and stuff on there, little bits of extra content and things. All of that. It's all up there. You can go and check it out if you so wish. Right. Let's get into it. We normally kick off each and every show with a bit of listener mail. And this week is no different. We received quite a bit of listener mail this past while. Mostly all around the topic of beer tents. <laughs> now, I have to say, there was one that came in from Jim Williamson. What about you, Jim? And he says uh, that there was a small Highland Festival that he will not mention. <clears throat> But he says <laughs> that the park that the competition was at was supposed to be a dry venue, i.e. there was no alcohol allowed. So the city government wouldn't make an exemption, exception to allow a beer tent at the event. Without a beer tent, over time, this event dwindled away. Pipers and drummers no longer supported it. And, yeah, I don't know if that was a direct result of having no beer tent. But there you go, it certainly didn't help. So, yeah, us pipers and drummers are a thirsty bunch. And there's no denying there. Uh, so, yeah, we've also got a lot of uh, stuff in. There's one there from Billy, uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, Billy Turner. He messages into our Facebook page and he says, uh, Regarding the beer tent, Rab enjoyed the conversation. It's part of the contest scene. A great wee spot for meeting up with people and having a wee bit of crack. And, yeah, there was a lot of people who suggested the same. People saying that they wouldn't actually go to a competition that didn't have a beer tent. So, yeah, perhaps I was wrong in my stance. I did think that, you know, we could maybe do without it. Maybe, you know, they're not as necessary as we think they are. 
But yeah, you guys completely disagreed with me, so I'm quite happy with that. <laughs> you could disagree, yeah. It would seem that the beer tent is kind of an intringent part of our piping world, piping scene in general. And if anything, that's interesting to me, you know. So perhaps we'll visit this topic again at a later stage. You know, beer tents are a thing. They are part of our piping world, whether we love them or hate them, or could just take them or leave them. So, yeah, I guess we'll visit that topic. But thanks to everyone who emailed in. We did get quite a few emails on this. Uh, But, yeah, to name you all would simply take too long. So other than that, most of the emails we received in is about future stuff that us on the Rab Show are planning. <laughs> We've got a lot coming this season. Uh, yeah, this year's going to be possibly one of our busiest yet. So if anything, I'm so glad we now have the full team in place. Yeah, so <laughs> because if I was trying to do all of this on my own, oh my word. So yeah, shout out to the Rab Show team. You guys are really putting, pulling the finger out and helping me out a great deal. So yeah, shout out to the Rab Show team. We've got a serious amount of stuff coming your direction. So be prepared for an overdose of piping content, I think, over this next course of the season. It's going to be interesting. <clears throat> Anyway, for myself, personally, yeah, away from the radio show and all of that sort of stuff, I actually pulled out the sticks there not too long ago, just over the course of the weekend. I had my Easter holidays from my day job, and yeah, found myself at a bit of a loose end, and everyone else was out practicing on the weekend, so I thought, hey, why not? So, I'm sitting here, and I'm surrounded by drumsticks. I don't know how many pairs of sticks I've accumulated over the years. But, yeah, I just find myself going through the old pairs and new pairs and all sorts and just having a, a bit of a batter. Now, this is coming from me. I haven't actually held a pair of side drum sticks in about three years now, four years perhaps. Maybe I think it was the last time I actually physically played in a band. Maybe even longer than that. And, yeah, I find myself really beating myself up. There was a bit of a process. Uh, yeah. <laughs> To play through like one six eight set, or maybe even a road simple road set like a four fortune or anything, it was all I could do to get to the end of it. You know, one thing my hands just wouldn't do what my head told them to. You know, simple things like little rudiments and things that I was able just to rattle out without thinking. Now I was actually having to sit there and physically think, right? How do you play this? You know, and oh, scary stuff. So it goes to show that you might not forget how to play it. You know how to. Cheekers, oh, your hands don't, your hands just completely forget. If anything, what I liken it to is whenever you used to t- take your summer vacation from school. You used to take, like, I don't know, here in the UK we get two months for summer. Uh, we get July and August. And during those two months, you completely forget everything. You forget how you write your own name, for goodness sake. So that's the same in my circumstance. I am practicing currently most evenings now, at least half an hour. I'm trying to get the hands back moving again. Just for the simple fact that, yeah, I want to keep them moving. You know, now that I know that I've neglected this area, uh, yeah, I really, I don't know, scary stuff, you know. (laughs) So if this radio thing and podcast thing doesn't work out and I do decide to head back into the piping world and start playing again, uh, yeah, would I be able to? I doubt it very much, but hey, I don't know. I've started playing again anyway. The hands are moving. And I've enjoyed it. You know, I've been playing wee hornpipe sets, you know, old Strasbourg sets and things like that that I used to remember from way back. So just getting the hands moving again, nothing too serious. Before all the rumours start, oh, Rab's playing again and he's playing with this band and this band. Nope, not playing with any band right now. 
literally just getting my hands moving again. And if anything, I'm trying to teach myself to learn how to read. Yeah. So that would be another skill set. I've never actually learned how to read music, uh, you know, snare drum music for that matter. I know how to read drum kit music and stuff and piano and all that there. But whenever it comes to pipe band snare, it's a different kind of marcation altogether. So I would like to learn. Anyway, that's on a personal level. <laughs> Getting back playing again after so many years, I found, yeah, there's a serious amount of rust in the old hands. So, yeah, I can hear people laughing already, rusty hands. So, yeah, bear with me. I will be, yeah, back practicing again. And who knows? Who knows what the future holds? I might get back playing again with a band if I have the time. But at the minute, everything's all took up with the show and trying to bring as much content to you guys. So, uh, who knows? I might get back. I don't know. But hey, that could be a possible topic of the week. Eh? Will Rab join a band again? Who knows? But you know what? I'm enjoying playing. And this mountain of sticks sitting in front of me <laughs> is a testament to the amount of years that I have been playing. And yeah, I don't want to give it up too easy. Right, let's get into it. Enough about me being completely self-indulgent. I have to also say that uh, before I record each podcast each week now, this last while, I've been listening to the Chatter Rant podcast. Now, I listen to this show now religiously since the beginning, and uh, each episode is an experience in itself. Now, whether it's a good idea to listen to the Chanter Rap podcast before I come on here and click record and start doing my own, whether that's a good idea or not, mm, don't know. <laughs> because some of the language on there and some of the topics of conversation can be quite blue, but it's hilarious. If you haven't gone to check it out yet, please do. Go and check it out, the Chanter Rant podcast definitely worth a listen especially if you're not easily offended by harsh language and that and i've actually found it quite funny like me it's <laughs> it's definitely worth a listen so i have to give a shout out to my boy angel on the last but oh man that vo- man's voice he could do my job you know angel's voice on that podcast man incredible stuff angel you deserve a job in radio my friend anyway I'm talking about another podcast and how awesome it is. Yeah, go and check out the Chanter Rap podcast. Definitely worth a listen. Some real, real funny stuff going on over there with those guys. Right. Let's get into the piping news. The Toronto indoor competition happened this past weekend. Now, I didn't really mention it on last week's podcast because, yeah, I didn't really know the draw. I didn't know where it was happening, when. In fact, the information was kind of sketchy and it was all kind of hearsay. I think it's this weekend, maybe it's next weekend, oh, I don't know, I think this band's playing, I don't know. Well, anyway, the event finally happened, and all of this information started flooding online as the event was happening. So, yeah, it was kind of like sending out all the advertisements uh, after the fact. But there you go, that's what, what I managed to capture. So, the Toronto indoor competition was this past weekend, and by all accounts it was pretty well supported. I think all grades had a pretty good competition, Apart from Grades 2 and Grades 1. Yeah, it was a bit of a poor turnout for Grade 2 and 1. I think Grade 2 had two bands in it and Grade 1 had one. Now, yeah, Peel Regional Police. Peel Regional Police managed to lift the Grade 2 title and the Grade 1, of course, because I think in Grade 1 they were the only band who competed. So, yeah, if you are interested, you can go and check out the videos of uh, Peel Police. They are available on the Rab Show Facebook page. We posted them up there. They are definitely worth a listen. To see the direction that Peel Police are now going, um, now that they're, you know, I think they're officially graded a grade 2 band, I think by all accounts. I think that was the case, yes. So you can go and check out what Peel are doing with their time. And actually don't sound too bad, to be honest. A lot of people seem to give them a bit of a... 
a harsh judgment over this last few seasons, but yeah, they're definitely seem to be fine in their feet now. Now, so yeah, I wish them well. Uh, also, I think their grade five band won their grade as well. So congratulations! Not a bad weekend at all for the guys at Peel Regional Police. A lot of work going on behind the scenes there. I think uh, those guys hopefully be back into a ways of running up into the big leagues very soon. You never know, right? Other than that, this weekend in front of us, the Kalibaki solos are here. And they're finally here, can you believe it? It seems like I've been talking about the Kalabaki solos now forever. They've been on the long finger, as they say here. And yeah, they're finally here. The draw is now up. It's on the Rab Show Facebook page. We were very fortunate to be one of the first ones to publish it. And yeah, the draw is now up there for the Kalabaki solos. Go and check it out. And uh, yeah, it reads kind of like a bit of a who's who because... The Kalabaki Solos, what makes it such a great event is that it's a dry run, almost a practice run, you may as well say, for the Ulsters. Now, what makes the Ulsters Solos pretty special, we get chatting about that later. But, yeah, the Kalabaki Solos are this weekend, and it's a good precursor to the Ulsters. It gives you a good idea of the form that some of our best solo players are in. And, yeah, you can start making possible predictions as to who do you think will lift themselves an Ulster medal. So... Kalabaki Solos this weekend. The Big Rab Show will hope to be there, uh, all guns blazing. So whether we'll have microphone in hand for interviews and such, we don't know yet. But hopefully we'll snap a few selfies. And also, we'll be live streaming. A lot of people have asked, will you be doing live streaming at the Solos? The answer is yes, of course. So yeah, we will be live streaming at the Solos. And hopefully we'll capture as much as we can. Now keep in mind, on the day itself, we'll be incredibly busy. We'll be running about like uh, blue backside flies, as they say. And so, yeah, it's going to be a very busy day by all accounts, so we'll do our best to try and capture what we can. Don't worry, we do aim to capture the all-important results, because I know that's one thing that everyone loves to see from solo events such as this, is the results. So, we do hope, with a bit of luck, to be live-streaming as much as we can from the Kulabaki solos over the course of the weekend. And, yeah, the results. So, tune in to The Big Rab Show on Facebook this weekend and check out all of our live streaming depending of course on when you're listening to this <laughs> it may have already happened but yeah we do plan to bring as much live streaming from the Kalabaki solos that we can now I did mention on last week's podcast that we're hoping to run a bit of a feature on the history of piping and drumming now I did ask people out there if you are part of a pipe band who has a long-standing history or have been on the road for quite a while, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your origin story. We want to hear, you know, how long has the band been on the road? Also, have your band has any notable success throughout the years? These are the stories that we want to hear. So, in fact, to date, we've had no one. No one's got in contact with us. Which I find really shocking. So, yeah, maybe nobody wants to talk about the history of their band uh, for whatever reason. But, hey, it's interesting, I believe. And I do think a lot of people out there would be interested in hearing some of the history of some bands out there in the world. So, worldwide, if you guys are part of a historic pipe band, or even if you're not and you're part of a pretty new pipe band, we still want to hear from you. We would like to know your origin story, how things got kicked off, you know, what happened that made this band form in the first place. Those kind of origin stories, things like that, we would love to hear from you. So please do get in contact with us. You can email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. So because, yeah, we'd like to delve into the bit of a history. Because us in the, the piping world, we have a very, very rich history. There's no denying there. Right. Flying on in other news. 
Good friend of the show, Mr. Kyle Rothschild. Yes, he's been at it again. <laughs> he's now composed another tune, and this one's well worth a listen. This one's now currently available to view on his Facebook page. And, uh, yeah, let's play a little clip of it. clip there <laughs> nothing more than that if you want to hear the full version go along to Kyle Rothschild Music on Facebook and yes you've guessed it that's his version of that pop hit as they call it Despacho or Despacho I don't know I think it's Despacho uh, yeah it's one of those tunes that sticks in your head and you just can't get out so thanks Kyle for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's converted it over onto pipes and well worth listening, I think, by all accounts. So go and check out Kyle Rothschild Music. He's doing some interesting things with piping at the moment, so definitely worth a look on his page. Uh, so yeah, he's composing a lot of really interesting stuff. So go and check him out, Kyle Rothschild Music on Facebook, and go and check out the full version of Despacho, plus loads of other great tunes. Right. Also, Kyle has been busy, but I did mention earlier about the Ulster solos. Let's talk about them, as I said earlier. Yeah, these are going to take place on the 21st of April. Yeah, and listen to Garvey High School in Lisburn. Now, the reason why these are so important, the Ulster Solos, is because they have a spot available for the World Solo Drumming Qualifying. This is another pre-qualification spot available. So, as I've said, this is an important one for drummers. You get a dry run, kind of a trial run at Kolobaki this weekend. Then you have until the 21st to get your stuff together before, yeah, you have that chance to get your pre-world qualification spot so for everyone who is interested in going to the Ulsters I think entries are still open as we speak you can go along to the RSPBA NI website and go and get your all your information there about your syllabus and what tune selection blah 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 all get your entries in I have to say because I do believe some people have been disappointed with recent paperwork not getting them in by the deadline not naming names but yeah you were warned get your paperwork in you know, paperwork and bands can, yeah, sink or swim you, you know. You practice all year and then don't sort out your paperwork. So, yeah, get your entry forms in now for the Ulster Solo Piping Championships. Piping and Drumming Championships, I should say, on the 21st of April. I believe the deadline for entries is around the corner and coming up shortly. So, yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I don't think they have been announced yet, the deadline, but I will let you know when that is. And, yeah, pre-world qualification spot is available. <sighs> That's going to be a big one. Yeah, so there you go. I think this is the second one, by all accounts, for the pre-world, pre-qualification spot. So it's going to be really hard fought, I think. So best of luck, everyone, going to Kolobaki this weekend. Because we'll be watching with interest. Because that will kind of give us a bit of a steer as to what's going to happen at the Ulsters. (laughs) Right. Speaking of drumming... Uh, our current world solo champion, Mr. Stephen McWhorter, has recently been featured on a drumming website. Now, this is nothing new, but this one's kind of special. This is one called Drumio, where they produce online videos. and Basically, they sit down with an artist and ask them to 
show them everything that they know. So, in this particular case, they sat down with Stephen McWhorter. Now, for this website called Drumio, they normally feature drum kit players. It's normally predominantly kit players, and very rarely would they get anyone else in. Now, in this case, for pipe band snare drumming to be featured on this website, it's just incredible, and I really encourage it. Drumio, you should do more of this, but hey, you started off with a bang. Stephen sat down with the guys at Drumio and filmed an entire hour-long workshop with the guys, breaking everything down from the bare-bone basics to how to hold the pair of sticks to whenever you're starting playing sets and everything. It's really incredible. It's really, really interesting. If anything, I've watched it a couple of times now. So <laughs> congratulations, Stephen, on getting included on this, this website's run. It's pretty prestigious. And uh, yeah, well worth a watch. You can just go on Drumeo. So it's D-R-U-M-E-O. Drumeo on Facebook or Twitter or even online on their websites. You can, yeah, go and check it out. It's well worth a watch. You can go and check it out for free, which is always good. Right. Manchester Phoenix Pipe Band are currently in recruitment mode and they're desperately looking drummers. Yeah, so this is a shout out for Manchester Phoenix. This is for the 2018 season and onwards. So, yeah, they have drummers in the ranks. They're not down and out by all accounts, but they do need more drummers to fill the ranks. So if you're interested in becoming a part of the team, you need to drop Manchester Phoenix Pipe Band a message either through their Facebook page, their, I think they have a Twitter as well, or you can go to manchesterphoenixpipeband.co.uk. And yeah, they are very keen to hear from you. Regardless of your experience level, they do think that they will hopefully get you up to speed to hit the grass in 2018. So who knows? Yeah, but if you are an experienced player, this could be one for you, especially if you're in the Manchester area. This could be right up your alley. So there you go. Okay, in other news, congratulations goes to Lorraine Ronaldson. Yes, congratulations. She was recently appointed Director of the Royal Scottish Pipe Band Association, representing the Northern Ireland branch. So there you go. This was at a recent branch meeting there held over on Saturday the 31st, just this past weekend. So, yes, she got her appointment, which is pretty awesome. So this is the third Northern Ireland branch director, and as a new position, that was all invented. Remember I was talking about we have a new representative? Well, here it is. The other two directors we have currently are Kenny Crothers and Arlene Faulkner. So there we go. We now have Lorraine Ronaldson. So Lorraine was installed as president of the County Down section of the RSPBA NI branch back in March 2014. So here she is now taking up a more senior role within the branch, being one of the directors. So now we've got three at the top of the table for us, representing us nine iron guys at the big meeting. Now, speaking of her new appointment, Lorraine said, uh, My grateful thanks go to the NI branch executive and the NI bands for their support. I consider it an honour to represent the NI branch, and this is a new challenge for me in the pipe band world. I'm looking forward to it, and shall carry out my duties to the best of my ability. Awesome sauce, Lorraine. Wish you well in your new appointments, and uh, yeah, all the paperwork and junk that goes with it. I'm sure it'll be great fun. So, <laughs> there you go. If anybody in the Northern Ireland branch are listening right now, and I do know that a good majority of my audience are from Northern Ireland, so that can understand my accent. There you go. There's your three bigwigs that you need to ask questions of or raise issues with. Lorraine Ronaldson, Kenny Crothers, or Arlene Faulkner. Those are the guys that you need to get in touch with. There you are. Now, I have to say, check out this brand new Facebook page, Alba Rhythm. Have you heard about this? This kind of snuck under the radar, but yeah, somebody messaged it to me because they knew I was starting back playing again and says, hey, you might be interested in this. 
Now, Alba Rhythm seemed to be this like a new online tuition service for drummers. Now, this is both for beginners and advanced to professional level. These guys take you from all stages right the way up to playing in the big leagues. So, if you are interested, you can go and check them out. Alba Rhythm, they have Skype lessons. I think they even take tuition for whole for soloists and drum corps as well. Um, so, Definitely worth a look, I think, by all accounts. Also, I have to give a shout-out to another interesting website for drummers, and that's Rhythm Monster. Yeah, I think I've talked about them before in a previous podcast. Two interesting websites, I think. If you're starting out and learning, two invaluable ones, I think, by all accounts. So definitely worth a check uh, Check them out, I would say. Alba Rhythm, go and have a look at them on Facebook. Uh, yeah, have a look. The County RMR Class of Drum Majors. It's just their big concerts just around the corner. I have to say I'm stupidly excited for this one. Yeah, the Marketplace Theatre in Armagh is going to be packed full of the piping world in Northern Ireland. They're all going to be heading down there because they're going to catch such acts as Klaus Kelt, Drumlock, Ian Burroughs and many, many more. Of course, including the class of drum majors themselves have been putting on a bit of a display. So the night, by all accounts, has not sold out yet. You can still get tickets. So if you do want to go to this, you can go to the uh, Marketplace Theatre box office and grab your tickets now before the 7th of April, depending, of course, on when you're listening to this. If you fancy a weekend of piping and drumming, head down there and, yeah, you'll be in for a treat. Definitely. Speaking of concerts, don't forget Police Scotland Fife are in concert. Tickets are still available. But apparently they're now moving fast. Of course, we're coming up to the date. April 14th in the Beach Ballroom in Aberdeen. Hosted by Bucksburn and District Pipe Band. Of course, you can get your tickets from the theatre box office. And they're 17 quid each. Yeah, entitled A Decade on the Beach. You get to see our Grade 1 Giants Police Scotland Fife. Plus special guests. Hmm. Some of them they've kept under their hat, but you will get to see the dancers from Flings and Things who famously dance with bands such as the Red Hot Chilies, amongst others. So, if you are interested in going to see the Grade 1 Police Scotland Fife in concert, this one's going to be pretty awesome to be fair. April 14th, you can get your tickets still if you are interested. Also, Wallowstone and District are in concert the 20th of April at Dobby Hall in Larbert. Tickets for that are still available as well. They're 12 quid and can be got from any member of Wallowstone and District Pipe Band. On the stage will be Wallowstone themselves, of course, I've already mentioned this, plus special guests Ben Duncan and Alistair Henderson. So, awesome sauce. So, yeah, if you are interested, you can contact any member of Wallowstone and District and grab your tickets 12 quid 50. There you go. That's it for a bit of shameless plugging. Now, what else What else do we have coming up in front of us? Concerts would be the big one. Inverary. May. It's only around the corner. So, with that in mind, I ask you guys, the podcast listeners, have you any questions for members of Inverary and District? Because we've spoken to quite a few members of the, of the band here on the podcast already. And uh, yeah, it would be interesting to hear if you guys, the podcast listeners, have any questions for the guys of Inverary. Yeah, you can email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. Let us know what you want to ask the biggest and best in the world at present. Hopefully, with a bit of luck, we'll get chatting to the legend that is Stuart Little. And who knows, even Stephen McWhorter again. And just all the guys down there at the band. But hopefully, to get them in a corner and shine a light in their face and ask them what their shoe size is or what their favourite cheese is. Stuff like that. <laughs> email us in let us know your thoughts and what you believe we should ask the guys at Inferrari we'll be interested because yeah the concert's just around the corner we'll have a lot of plans in place to hopefully live stream little clips and stuff and snap a lot of photographs and also bring you guys a serious amount of coverage from 
the concert itself. So it's going to be a huge event. If you haven't got your tickets for this one yet, where have you been? I know people who are flying internationally for this. People are flying over from the States and Canada. There's even a couple coming from Australia, I think, to come and see this concert. This one is going to be huge. There's this concert plus the one that's going to be happening in the Glasgow Royal Concert Hall with St. Lawrence. Don't even get me started how ridiculously awesome that's going to be. But yeah, the two big concerts this year, by all accounts, looks like it's going to be in Verary, of course, and St. Lawrence. So... Yeah, the big one is just around the corner in May, so we're currently putting questions and things and preparations in place, so whenever the concert happens, we can hit the ground running. So if you have any questions for the guys, feel free, email me in, biggrabshow at gmail.com, and with a bit of luck, I'll get to ask them. Right, you did click on this podcast for a reason, and that would be the title. Yeah, this week, we have a pretty interesting topic of the week. So... It's time for me to go and get myself a big mug of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. LoneStarPiper.com The little pipe and drum supply in the heart of Texas. Proud to be firefighter owned and operated. With 10 years in the industry, they are dedicated to providing friendly, professional, personalized service. Featuring many of the most popular brands for bagpipers and drummers, as well as custom kilts and highland wear. Feel free to shoot them an email with questions about custom orders or to get a quote for special pricing on larger orders at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. TwistedThistle.com. Owned and operated by world champion and gold medal winner bass drummer Mike Cole. Twisted Thistle bass drum mallets are one of the top performing bass stick brands in the world. Used by our current world champions in Vararian District Pipe Band. So check out TwistedThistle.com where you can find information on available models to buy, tuning videos, Skype drumming lessons, pipe band drum scores, pipe band drumming workshops, drum tech support, blah, just so much stuff. Check them out, TwistedThistle.com Hello, this is Fred Morrison and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Pipe Band Hub, promoting the pipe band scene since 2011. For all your news, results and performances, follow them on Facebook, Twitter and with over 250 performances on their Audio Mac site to choose from, make the Pipe Band Hub your first choice online when you pick up your phone. Lovely. Just got myself a big mug of tea and it's lovely. It really is. Right, I have to give a mention, first of all, before we get into the topic of the week, it's about uh, the Rab Show merchandise. Uh, it's been selling quite well. I have to give a shout out to you guys. Thank you very much for everyone who's ordered everything online and stuff. At the minute, it's solely available through your website. People have been asking, you know, can they call up to my house and st- stuff like that? And, you know, the save on postage. Uh no. <laughs> Unfortunately, we have, you know, plans in place and, you know, things in place that it's going through a bit of a distributor. So all of this is all, it's all very complicated. But no, I can't actually physically hand you one. You have to order online first and then we can get you one. So there you go. So for those who's asking, can I call up your housemate and get one of them? No, sorry, you can't. You have to order online first. So, yeah. And also, shout out to you guys listen, listening internationally uh, who may have looked at our shop previously. 
uh, we've now received a bit of a discount on our international shipping. So, yeah, what used to cost X amount of pounds now costs a little bit less. So if you have looked before and you thought, mm, it's a bit too dear, we've received a bit of a discount for our international shipping. So if you want to have a look, go on to thebigrabshow.com, check it out. Yeah, our prices have now changed for international shipping. And you can grab yourself a hoodie or a t-shirt and all that stuff with the Big Rab Show logo on it. And yeah, be the cool kid in school. <laughs> Grant. Right, that's it. Time for the topic of the week. That tap on the shoulder. Now, what do I mean by the wee tap on the shoulder? I mean about the time that comes to possibly every player in the piping world is whenever you get the wee tap on the shoulder from your senior, be it a pipe major or lead drummer, and you get the wee, wee tap on the shoulder saying, stand to the side. Mm, yeah, or as other players and people in the piping world call it, being dropped. <laughs> when you're dropped, you feel like a bag of spuds. Now, that's me talking complete Northern Irish for you. But yeah, it's a horrible thing for both the player and the person who has to do the dropping. Now, I am very aware I am talking to a lot of people involved in bands out there who don't have the luxury to drop players. <laughs> now I'll get that right out the door before we even start because I can just see the hate mail now oh we only have nine pipers and we can't drop anyone I completely get what you're saying and I completely get why you can't drop numbers there are minimum requirements for you to be able to put on a performance and <laughs> yeah being able to drop a player just is not a luxury for some people but I am talking to those bands who have such a luxury who could maybe afford to drop one or two on the day of a competition now let's talk about it from a player perspective I have had experience in the past of getting that wee tap on the shoulder saying here mate today's not your day can you stand down right now I'll tell you my experience of it and what I learned from it. Now, uh, this is something I wanted to talk about in the piping world because I think it's one of those unsaid things. It happens all the time. You know, people think it's like really out of the blue, but it doesn't. It happens all the time. You might not think it, but there's so many players standing on the sidelines with uniforms on them that should be playing, but got the wee tap on the shoulder. So, my own experience, my first experience of being dropped was whenever I was in grade 2 with the Quinn Memorial. And we were at the World Championships and we were warming up for a good half hour or so. Now, I would have been about 14, 15 at the time. And for some unknown reason, my hands would not do what I told them to. It was just one of those days where my brain had disconnected from everything else. And no, I was only 14, so I wasn't drunk. I wasn't drinking. <laughs> Nothing like that. Alcohol was not a factor. But I wasn't tired. I was just on form. I was ready for it. Let me do this. You know, I want to hit that grade 2 arena. And no, I no matter what i done, I just could not click with the core. I just, I don't know what it was. Whether it was nerves, something subconscious, still to this day I can't explain it. But to this day I still remember how it felt to get that tap on the shoulder. Now you spend all season working your butt off to get there. You're on Glasgow Green. You're there with your bands and nothing is going right. You know, you're sweating and making mistakes, fluffs. Everyone's looking at you. Uh, you know... <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a terrible, terrible feeling as a player. And yeah, once you get that tap on the shoulder, you know what's coming. You know what's coming. Because eventually, someone's going to have to say to you, what's going on? Now, before I got the tap on the shoulder, I have to say this. My lead drummer at the time was extremely diplomatic about the whole thing. Actually took me to the side and says, look, Rob, I know you're not having a real good time here. Let's stand aside. Tell you what, go go to the burger van or something. Get yourself a bottle of water or a cup of tea or something. Take five minutes. Come back. Lift the sticks again and we'll join back in again. Right? So he gives the core a five, ten minute break or whatever. So I went off. Tried to calm myself down because the more flustered I was getting, the more mistakes I was making. And yeah, came back, lifted the drum back on again, hit the first march, and nothing worked. I didn't, I don't know what it was. All my open work was rushed and clashing. It was just terrible. So I was nearly at the point where I was going to drop myself. You know, I was nearly going to say, "I'm having a stinker here. If I take this into the arena, I I couldn't live with myself." So I was nearly going to drop myself, but I was still. You know, woodshedding it, I think, is that what they called it? You know, keep trying, keep doing it, you'll get it. You know, something will click here. But eventually, lead tip come over to me, tapped me on the shoulder and says, Hi, Rab, you know, I don't think it's happening today, mate. I said, nah, it's not. And that was it. And that was it. He was more worried about dropping me than I was about being dropped. Does that make any sense? So I think for the greater good, I stood to the side. Now, if anything, my lead drummer at that time felt, I don't know whether he felt guilty or what, but he still wanted me included on the run, and he said, do you still remember the tenor parts? Uh, Because during that season, I was kind of helping out with the tenors as well, and he says, yeah, and he says, well, take a tenor. So, yeah, for the last 15, 20 minutes before we had to go into the arena, I ran back to the bus, grabbed a tenor drum, and there you go. I was in the arena with the tenor drum, with the core. Now, that was such an experience, it was a massive kick in the unmentionables, and yeah, an extremely emotional time, uh, because, you know, you spent all season working so hard to hit that arena, and then just to have an experience like that, where just nothing worked, you know? So that was one experience. Another experience of mine is whenever my instrument completely gave up, nothing I could do about it, but literally, top head went bang. Now, this was five minutes, maybe even less than that. Five or ten minutes, possibly less, before we were about to go into the arena and compete. And I was standing, practicing away, everything sounding really well. You know, and because of where I stood, I was out on the wing, I was out on the side. You know, it was me and then Pipers were right next to me. You know, I was kind of in a... You know, not in amongst the guys, but I really stuck out. So, yeah, whenever this thing went boing, bang, it went with authority, by the way. It scared the hell out of me. Because <laughs> when a Kevlar head decides, decides to go pop, it doesn't go pop, it goes bang. So this thing went bang on me. And, uh, yeah, everyone looked, everyone stopped playing, and I went, Whoa, what just happened? Now, we didn't have time to change a head. We didn't have time even to try and get a spare drum from anywhere. We looked around everywhere, couldn't get a spare drum. There was no bands around who were available near the final tuning area because we were the, we were the first band on, I think, by all accounts. And, yeah, no spare drums anywhere. So, yeah, I had to drop myself because my instrument gave up. 
And uh, now, I have heard many, many stories of this happening to pipers. So it doesn't happen to drummers too often. But, yeah, especially for pipers. Now, if you have a, a drone that's just not playing ball, or you have a reed that just simply deserves being drop-kicked over a hedge somewhere, <laughs> pipers get days more, more so like this than drummers do. Now, you especially see it in the Grade 1 arena. When they're in the final tuning area, and everyone's having their final tune before they run into the arena, you see it happening so many times. It's, yeah, it's not funny. Whenever they're in there, final tuning, the band strikes up, everyone has a final tune, they go around with the meter, and you see it, the guy standing there in the ranks of the band, playing, then he gets the wee tap on the shoulder, and it's all very graceful. Literally, a back step, and that's it. He's out. And it happens all so silently, that it almost, almost goes unspoken. But that player, him or herself, knows that it's not going well. You know, and I think that's one of the messages I want to get across. Because that time I got dropped in grade two, I knew myself I was playing like a bag of balls. Do you know what I mean? So I was sweating. I was letting everyone around me down. They were playing incredibly well, but I was just pants. So I almost got to the stage where I was dropping myself. And that's the difference, I suppose. You either take responsibility yourself and for the best of the team... And step down. Or do you try and muscle it out. And yeah. Hope that someone in leadership. Takes that responsibility away from you. And points the finger. Now in the piping world. Nine times out of ten. Most bands don't have this luxury to drop players. But when they do. It's an extremely difficult decision to do. Now yeah. From experience. I've been a lead tip. And I've had that horrible job. To have to drop players. Now. Yeah, it is a horrible, horrible thing to even contemplate. You're in there, everyone has worked so darn hard to be there, and things just aren't clicking. And whenever you step back and you listen, you can identify where it's coming from. You know exactly where it is. Now, I know some people try to hide and blame the guy next to them and say, Ah, it wasn't me, it was him over there. Nah, no, you can obviously tell. Because whoever's making the mistakes, they know themselves. You know, they're, they're shifty, they're sweating, they're looking around them to see who they can blame. <laughs> you know, so yeah, if you're in that kind of leadership role, it's your job to know and it's very easy to know. You know, you can find out pretty quick, you know, how things are going in the band. So as things progressed out of any particular competition, the first instance I had to tap someone on the shoulder and basically tell them, how are things going here? You know, how, how are you holding up? And now at that, that's how I addressed it. You know, it's right, guys, tick five, set the drums down, went over, it's, how are things going? You know, how, everything all right? You know, how do you think things are playing? And nine times out of ten, they'll hold their hands up and say, yeah, I am playing like a cat running about on a tin roof. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> I think there is that level of responsibility where you can think about the team and yeah, think that you could possibly be letting everyone down around you. But sometimes yeah, you don't get the guys who own up as easy. Sometimes you get the ones who said, oh, I see that guy next to me there. <gasps> Bag of crap, so yes. Oh, Jesus, have you heard him? Absolutely terrible. What's he at? Here, Rob, see you next time we're playing. Keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on him. What? What? Keep an eye on him. He's shocking. Shocking he is. Right. So then the next time you strike up, 
He's looking at you from across the core and like nodding and winking. Here, Rob, look at him, look at him, look at him. Meanwhile, it's him making the mistakes. Weird. So, I've been in that situation where I've had to drop players. And as bad as it is for the player to be dropped and get that tap on the shoulder, sometimes it's equally as bad, if not worse, for the person in charge. Because one time, sorry, the other time I had to drop a player... It was, it was nearly a full-scale battle. Yeah, because the band went on and played with this particular player standing at the side. And, yeah, the band went on. We actually won that day. We lifted the top spot. Now, this player felt particularly aggrieved about being asked to stand aside. Didn't believe it was their fault what was going on. And, uh, yeah, it was nearly a full-scale riot whenever the band got back to the bus. All sorts of names were called and all sorts of rowing and all sorts. It was messy. But essentially, at the end of the day, the decision was right because the band actually won the competition. Now, had the band not won the competition, then they might have had a case. (laughs) So, I kind of dodged that bullet. But, yeah, by all accounts, it's not an easy decision to make for anyone in a role of responsibility. But... It is a necessary one. And this is one thing I want you guys out there to take from this conversation about the wee tap on the shoulder. If it ever does happen to you, that person who has decided to tap you on the shoulder has given it an insane amount of thought. (laughs) It's not something they just decide on a whim. They just decide, I don't like that guy. He's not playing today. Here you stand out. You know, that doesn't happen. Although, some players do believe it does. And be it banned politics or something, or maybe just a personal vendetta. I don't know. But I have heard stories about this guy doesn't like this guy. He'll not be playing. So he stands and practices and gets dropped every week. Hmm. Yeah. Far be it from me to comment. (laughs) But I have heard stories. But nine times out of ten, I think by all accounts... Through my experience is that if you're a player and you have been dropped, the decision to drop you has been thought about for quite a while. Now, it's not done within the space of two minutes. It's done on your performance all through the day, how everything's looking. And yeah, so many things go into that decision. And yeah, yourself as a player, if you're in that spot, you should know yourself. Are you playing well enough? To, yeah, to be in there and actually achieve something. Or are you dragging the whole thing down? If you're in there with your pipe core and you're making slips and farts and scurls all over the place, are you going to blame the guy next to you? Or are you going to put your hand up and say, yeah, that was me. Uh, maybe if I keep doing that, I might not play today. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. It maybe is sometimes a good idea to drop yourself, but you need to be able to give a good reason. I have had experience in the past of other players who have decided to drop themselves on the day. Be it for bad nerves or whatever. You know, maybe they're incredibly nervous and have stage fright or something. You know, really don't want to face walking into that arena. But outside the arena, they sound perfect. In fact, they're actually, you know, buying the whole thing up. You know, it's sounding incredible. So, yeah, that lead drummer then has a decision to make. Do they force that person to play or do they respect their decision and let them walk off? Yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult. But one thing I would encourage you, if you are playing out this season and you do happen to get that wee tap on the shoulder, try and give 
a little bit of forethought to both how the decision was made and then also would you have made the same decision yourself if you were in the same shoes. It's one big lesson that I have learned. I have an experience of being dropped as a player and I've always thought, you know, if I had just stuck at it, maybe I could have played. And that instance where my drum head went bang, I was thinking, well, maybe I could have borrowed one from this guy and this one and maybe this would have got a drum and it still would have went on. That drum essentially could have been tuned completely different. It could have been set up different. It could have been a bit of a nightmare. It could have stuck out like a thumb, you know what I mean? So... Yeah, so many things could go right and go wrong whenever you're talking about dropping players. And uh, essentially, it's a call of judgment that the person in charge has to make. And if it's not the person in charge, then the person themselves has to own up and claim responsibility for possibly being the weak link in the chain. Because isn't that what they always say? Your band is only as strong as its weakest link. Yeah, that's what I've heard anyway. <laughs> It's a terrible thing to talk about. It does happen. It happens quite frequently in the piping world. And if you witness it happening to someone, the last thing you should do is walk over there and say, you get dropped. (laughs) Because you're liable to get punched in the face. The amount of times I've seen that happening. Why are you not playing? You get dropped today. And uh, there's nearly a swift boot in the gullies applied. So, yeah. Do not go over to that player and start talking about how they were so sorely aggrieved. How dare you drop me? I am awesome. (laughs) Yeah, a full-scale battle could almost be started over that one question. You're dropped? What? Right, let me speak to... And then here it goes. The ball starts rolling. Now, so many battles, wars, arguments, stupid little petty squabbles have all happened as a result of players being dropped. For one reason or another, someone thinks somewhere in that decision chain that the decision was wrong. Now, I suppose, essentially, what tells you if the decision is right or wrong is the end result. If your band goes on and sounds amazing without you, then you have no argument. You you can't really stand there and say, (sighs) you know... I was pretty awesome too. Why did they drop me? You know, because it's difficult to hear yourself whenever you're standing there. And it is someone else's judgment call. But also at the same time, if your band went on and played like a bag of bottles, then why couldn't you go on and play like that too? You know what I mean? There is a counter argument there. Anyway, this is a massive topic area and one that I'm sure you guys in the piping world have had a lot of experience with. Now, I am sure that you guys out there who are playing in smaller bands don't have this luxury. I have been in those bands myself too, where you have members of your core or your pipe core who are just squealing their way through the set. Sound absolutely awful, so it's panic stations and you have to do everything you physically can to try and help this person up their game and bring it up to standard so they don't let everyone else down. And that puts a lot of pressure on the player themselves, plus the guy in charge. And if anything, it puts pressure on the ones around them too, because they're worrying about this person, thinking, what's going on with that? Come on, get your game together. Stuff like this, you know, and the whole thing just ramps up to be one giant pile of stress, rather than going in there and having a good time. Now, that's it. I think I will leave it there. Because this is such a massive topic area, 
we could rattle on about players being dropped and getting a wee tap on the shoulder for months. I would love to know your own experience. Have you ever had experience of being dropped? Did you ever feel that it was unjust? Do you feel, you know, perhaps this should not have happened? Why were you dropped? You know, why did you get the wee tap on the shoulder? Why, you know, for whatever reason, were you told not today? Also, did you ever have opportunity to drop yourself? And if so, why? Why did you decide to step down? What made you think to yourself, maybe today isn't my day. Instead of letting everyone else down, I'll step back. Incredibly difficult to do. So I would love to know people's experience of this. Also, if you are in charge, what goes through your head when considering dropping players? Now, I know I do know for a fact that this is the last thing on everyone's mind is dropping players. It's possibly a last resort. You know, you'll possibly do everything you can to try and help this poor person who's having a terrible day. But eventually it does come to a call where you have to say, enough's enough. I have to pull the plug here. <laughs> So, yeah, I would love to know your thoughts, guys, on this topic of the week. You can email me at bigrabshow at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts on getting a wee tap on the shoulder. Now, as I'm sure all of you out there have experience of it, so I'm expecting a few emails on this. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, you, don't forget, you could send us a voicemail as well. Just record a little audio message on your smartphone or whatever, and you can email it over to us. And your voice can be on the podcast, too. Yeah. Right, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. Subscribe on iTunes or give us that all-important follow on Podbean. And yeah, with each and every week as we upload a new episode, you'll get a notification so you don't miss a single show. We've been on the uh, on the online airwaves now for quite a while, so we've got quite a big back catalogue. For all of you new listeners, you can go back, listen to all of our previous topic of the weeks. So we've had some pretty juicy ones, to be honest. And uh, yeah, we will be revisiting some of those coming into 2018, uh, because times change in the piping world, and uh, topics change, viewpoints change. A lot of interesting stuff coming this incoming season. Us and the Rab Show team have been incredibly busy, as I've said. This year is going to be an interesting one. Next week's podcast, hopefully with a bit of luck, will be equally an interesting podcast. So if you haven't subscribed yet, please do so you don't miss it. Next week's is going to be a cracker. Right. Good luck, everyone, at the Kulabaki Solos this weekend. Also, to everyone down under at the Australian National Championships. That's this weekend at 2, I think, by all accounts. And, uh, yeah, we still haven't got information about the live streaming on that. We do believe it's going to be on BrassBand.com, same way they did the New Zealand Championships. Uh, Not sure yet. As we're recording this, yeah, we still haven't got a link or anything, any details about the streaming. So, with a bit of luck, we will be able to tune in and watch the Australian Championships down under. And yeah, we'll be reporting back on that. Plus, as I'm recording this, the BBC Radio 2 Folk Awards are happening right now in Belfast. I have to give a shout out to Ross Ainsley and Ali Hutton, who have been uh, nominated for Best Duo. And also, uh, Ross has been nominated in Musician of the Year. So congratulations to the guys on your nominations. And here's with a bit of luck. I'll be reading out the results next week, saying that you guys have won fingers crossed if anything once i'm going in here to edit all of this i'll be switching on the awards and hopefully tuning in and listening to all the results as they happen right that's me i'm out the door thanks a million for clicking on that download button this week it's been a busy old week in the piping world and don't forget you can check us out on our facebook page through the week our live streaming this weekend from colabaki 
Plus, you can get us on Fuse FM Bottom Money every Tuesday night here in the UK, 7pm till 9, 2 hours. You can tune in live around the world and listen on the TuneIn app or indeed on www.thebigrabshow.com. Until next week, guys, that's it. We're out the door. We'll see you all all again next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Many thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads, raising the benchmark throughout all the grades. Winning 8 out of 9 possible World Championship performances, G1 Reads are played by bands around the world, producing that quintessential tone. If you don't believe me, just listen to our current World Champions in Vararian District. Until next time, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.